you can use because everyone has had the same offseason. Um, some teams have even had less of an offseason than regular teams just because they might have had like a new coaching staff or something like that. But like this is ridiculous. We might have to start having that talk. Might have to, man. We might have to, man. He is right now statistically, he is literally the worst quarterback in the entire NFL. That's literally it's a big fall off. Ranked thirty second. That's a big fall off. Now the, the knock on Carson has never been before his performance on the field. It's always been things to do with injury. I've never seen Carson play this bad. He is playing the worst football of his career, and is not even close. Yeah, um, it's it's not even close. Doesn't even feel like we have Carson on the field. And you know what was was alarming to me is you know because you know that first game he took a lot of sacks. Yeah. But I, I made the point too that you know how we wanted to blame the O line. I was like, you got to give Carson fifty fifty part of that blame because he'd be holding on to the ball too long. Um, statistically, right now we actually have statistically by the stats we have the number five best offensive line. And no, not statistically, analytically, we have the number five most effective offensive line in the league. Which makes it look even better because it's like Carson. It's just you, you holding on to the ball. Yeah, you holding on to the ball, man. You can't blame that on the O line. 
I think the O-line did a really good job last week. I actually think overall the offense did a good job last week. When you really look at it, we moved up and down the field on the Rams that whole game. Yeah. When we, you really pay attention. We we had to fumble on the first drive. Then we drove we drove down the field pretty much every time. You know, we we driving down the field to take the lead, and he throws it to the fourth read in double coverage. Uh-huh. The fourth read in double coverage. That's a pass you don't need to make. On on first down? Yeah, throw it away. 25 yards away from the end zone? You know what I mean? You got to be smarter than that. You got to throw the ball away. See, my thing is you when you look at that play, the ball came out so fast. He Now, that was one where he got the ball out fast. But my, my whole thing is how'd you get the ball out that fast and that's your fourth read? Mm-hmm. You, you, you shouldn't even have been on your fourth read that fast. Did you even look at the number one, the number two, or the number three read? How did you get to the fourth read so fast? Man, or, I, or was it just you just trying to get the big play? I feel like it's part of part of it is him trying to get the big play, and then the other part of it too is he has his favorite targets. He likes to hit in certain situations, and I feel like he just keys on to those certain targets, and the defense knows what he's gonna do, and instead of just looking at your other options or trying to get out of the pocket and make something out of the play. He's just dead on focused on that one target. Yeah, you absolutely forced it right in a double cover. Like, what are you doing, man? What are you What are you doing? And it takes you right back to week one when with the unnecessary out pass where he forced it when we had a 17-point lead. You, you can't make these plays, Carson. You're costing the team games. Games, we, momentum, a lot of stuff. One and one, possibly two and oh right now. I'm only... I'm saying possibly because I think even with the offense playing good last week, if Carson wasn't been a bonehead, we could have possibly still lost that game because Jim Schwartz looked like he didn't have a goddamn idea what he was doing with the defense. Yeah. And we're going to get to that in a little bit. But, man, it's just oh, – if, if Carson – um, if his performances stay like this, man, how long do you think like – because, you know, the, the rumblings are already starting, man. Yeah, and I knew they were going to start um, just because we drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round. So, I don't know. I, I feel like there definitely has to be some some talks here because something has to change. Yeah, something has to change. And, like, and it, it's um, got to change quick. Um, Right now, I feel like we're at a great advantage to get back to 500. If you look at our next two games, um, I know Garoppolo has a, a, a high ankle sprain. I don't think he'll be back by the time we play the Niners. The Bengals are already 0-2. It's a young team, rookie quarterback. Um, but you know what? The Bengals were a good 0-2. Yeah, they are. I, like, I actually like what they're doing over there. And Joe Barrow... Right now, he looks better than Carson. No, oh, definitely. His performance versus Carson's performance. You you put Burrow on our team these last two weeks. I think we're one and one, or possibly two and zero. Oh. Definitely. Um, but we're we're just gonna have to see. I mean, 
we're, we're like I said, we're in a great position to get back to 500 right now. 49ers are smacked with injuries. The Bengals are the Bengals, even though regardless of how good they look, um, we got to get it done here, or we could possibly be sitting at zero and four. If we sit at zero and four, it's over. Yeah, I think if we if if we get to zero and four, I think we get to zero and three. I think if we lose this week, I'm sorry. I think if we lose this week, the season's a lost cause, bro. I I could see that. I think this I think this is a must win. Yeah, it's it's kind of sad too. It's only the third week in the season, and we're already in must win games. Yeah, this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous, man. And it, I'm sorry, man, but I got to put 65, 70% of it on Carson's shoulder. You just, you, you just making boneheaded plays. You're doing too much. I mean, there's reports out here that Carson doesn't really run the offense the way Doug Peterson wants. Like, he's just forcing things, and it's got to be his way. Man, and, and Ron Jaworski actually had a report came out today that said, you know, he thinks Carson, well, it wasn't a report, but it was what Ron Jaworski is saying. He's saying he thinks that Carson is, um, he, he um, Jalen Hurts is in his head. He possibly Jaworski could be. As, as, as much as the media hyped up Jalen Hurts' great performances during the training camp practices, um, he, he probably definitely is in Carson's head. Just because there was one practice where the media was going crazy over Jalen Hurts, and I think Carson had two interceptions in that practice, and Jalen Hurts was just balling out, getting out of the pocket, still making plays, um, using his athletic athleticism, um, and he he probably feels that pressure, man. He he felt that pressure uh, with with Nick Foles. That's why he tried to rush back into the season after the Super Bowl year so fast because he, he felt that pressure. He had he felt like he had to prove that this was still his team. And um, regardless of us winning the Super Bowl and, and Nick Foles bringing us our, our first one, I mean, hey, you have to go out there and do your job no matter who you have behind you. I don't care. If we got 04 Michael Vick as our backup quarterback, you have to do your job. You got to go play football, man. It's, it's football. You have at the to end do of your job. It's football at the end of the day, man. You've been playing this thing your whole life. Come on now. Come on, Carson. We need we need you to put it together, bro. And get it together. If you don't put it together, I'm telling you, if this if this team do get the 0 4 0 1 Carson's going to lose that job. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to stay on the wince wagon for as long as I can, man. But you're honestly not helping my case. And you know I'm one of Carson's biggest supporters, but I'm not gonna let you just slide for for mental mistakes that you you should know better than. Yeah, man. It's ridiculous. All these weapons we got. You got everything around you. And that's the that's another crazy thing, man. We said pretty much all offseason, we really feel like Carson has the weapons around him that he needs to be successful, and we're just not seeing it. We're seeing bits and pieces of what it could be. Every now and then we'll have that one big splash play, 
to Rieger, Deshaun Jackson, or somebody, and then a bunch of just I don't know, messy football. Yeah. The rest of the way. Yeah. All right, man, let's go ahead and move on to the next thing. So, you know, Booby Miles' first game back, fumbled the ball on the first drive, man. Yeah. Kind of put us behind the eight ball right out the gate. But overall, good day for Booby, man. 131 total yards, um, touchdown. I think he definitely brought an element to the offense that was missing week one. Uh, He definitely did. I mean, aside from the one fumble and certain plays where I saw – Rookie Booby Miles not hitting in the holes, just trying to outrun everybody. Other than that, he he had a hell of a performance. I thought he looked stronger. Yeah, stronger. Um, I saw him drag a couple people. I saw him break a couple tackles that he wouldn't have broke last year. He uh, he's definitely elevated his game from his his rookie season to the sophomore year. Uh, you can see that jump. You can see the energy that he brought to the offense. Um, I think he might possibly be the best um player on the offense. Uh, besides Dallas Goddard, because Dallas Goddard does lead us in receptions and and catches and stuff. So, well, I mean, besides Goddard, I, I think I give him the nod. I think Booby, I think he might be the poke for the offense because we I, were just we were able to do so much more. I feel like. Doug Peterson was able to do more. He was able to lean on to the. I felt like he he trusts Booby. Well, so he looked like he was comfortable calling the runs with Booby in there. Yeah, when you have your your franchise running back, you know it's of course things are gonna look smoother because you're not gonna be so afraid to step away from the run because you have your franchise running back. You're not gonna like stop just stop after. 15 carries on maybe only being down by seven or maybe up by 17 and just be like, all right, we're going to pass the ball the rest of the game. Yeah. I mean, I, I like, um, I liked it, man. I like what I saw from, I'm excited, man. I've been on the boot. Now listen, you know, I've been talking about Booby miles all off season. Yeah. That's my guy. He do for breakout. Yeah, man. I think he's going to finish top five in the league. I'm standing on what I said. He's the top five running back in the league in my eyes. That's how I feel about it. Um, so that, that's that's one bright spot that I did. Like, you know, I thought the old line played magnificent last week. I thought the offensive line did a great job. Um, and Carson Wentz just kind of, you know. But I thought the offensive line did a great job. So let's go ahead and jump at this defense, man. That looked absolutely horrible. I didn't see any adjustments from Jim Schwartz throughout that game. They they were running the same play. That's so Jim Schwartz for you. What he was doing was misdirection, bootlegging back out to the backside, hitting the underneath man. How many times do they got to run the same play on you, Jim Schwartz, for you to make an adjustment? Hey, that, that's Jim Schwartz, man. I, I never see this man really make adjustments throughout the game. Looked horrible, man. Looked horrible. I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at. It, I'm like, dude, they ran. It, it was one drive where they ran that. Where they ran that freaking. You know, they get everybody going one way, then they boot it back the other way. Yeah. With, with with the with the guy coming underneath and one going a little deeper, and then golf pretty much is just he he's either going to run with it or he's going to dump it off. 
And every single time, I'm like, Jim Schwartz, are you like, oh, I don't get it. What, what are you, mental? Like, what is going on? Why are you not adjusting? It just doesn't make You're any NFL sense. Coordinator. Yeah. Former head coach. You're, come on, man. Like, that, that's basic stuff. My high school defensive coordinator would have adjusted to that faster than you did. It just felt like I was watching a whole bunch of... It just felt like I was watching a whole bunch of fake jet sweeps, jet sweeps, fake reverse passes. Like, it was... It was some typical L.A. Rams Madden playbook stuff. Yeah, man. And they killed us with it. Ate us All alive, game. Man. All game. Ate us alive, man. Ate us alive. And I'm going to talk about it. And I'm going to talk about it right now. Fletcher Cox, where have you been? Because I ain't seen. Not yet. We done played eight quarters of football, and I ain't see a Fletcher Cox sight. I'm very disappointed in Fletcher Cox right now. I'm very disappointed in him. You're not going to get off the hook. I'm not going to let you off the hook. The thing about defensive linemen is their name just doesn't get called, so you don't really notice it. But it's a problem when you Fletcher Cox and your name's not getting called. You're too quiet, Cox. You're too quiet right now. We need something from you. We need something from you, Cox. And it, it it's crazy too because we're not seeing a lot from from him, but amongst uh pass pass rush defensive linemen, we have the best rate at uh that's surprising eight, to me eighty six point eight we're the best in the league right now pass rush grade amongst defensive linemen and that's Seattle's, surprising to me Seattle Seahawks are the worst at fifty point seven. Now, that's surprising to me because it sure don't feel like it. It doesn't. Mm. Yeah, that's a crazy one. But I, all I know is, man, Fletcher Cox ain't been nowhere to be found. I ain't seen him do nothing. Nowhere. I ain't seen him do nothing, man. I ain't seen him. I like, um, not Hargraves, um, jeez, can't think of his name right now. The other D-tackle. Um... Oh, I can't think of his name. I know you know who I'm talking about, man. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. His name is on, like, the tip of my tongue. Again. Jeez. Yeah, I can't think of his name. If I think of his name, I'll bring him back. Hassan Ridgeway? No, no, not Ridgeway. Uh, Malik Jackson. Yeah, Malik Jackson. There we go. I think Malik Jackson's been balling. Well, he's had to because uh, Hargraves, I think, just came back. So yeah. And but, but he was I, supposed like he was him. supposed to be that guy for us last season when we brought him in. Yeah, man, and I feel like he's he he looks a little hungry. I seen some dog in him out there, man. Definitely, I seen him. I seen him talking some trash and stuff, man. So I liked it, man. I liked it. All right, man. Let's go ahead and talk about this though before we move on to the Bengals preview. Overall offensive performance. What's your take on it? Um, gotta step it up. Unacceptable. Too many offensive weapons. Um, the coach is supposed to be this offensive genius. His play calling needs to upgrade. Carson Wentz is playing 
overall needs to upgrade. Hit the check downs. Don't take the unnecessary hits. Stop trying to duck and dodge everybody. Throw the ball away. Don't throw in a double and triple coverage. Just make smart reads, man. Like it's and hold on to the ball. If if you do if you are taking the sack, just hold on to the ball. We don't need the fumbles. Offensively, I've been disappointed so far in these two weeks of, of football that we've had so far. Okay. Very I'm disappointing. gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give you I think I'm gonna surprise people, you know. My take on the offense's performance, if I had to give them an overall grade, I give them a B minus. Here's why. I felt like the offense moved the ball. I felt like the O-line played very good. I felt like Miles Sanders was very effective besides that one fumble. Um, I felt like the receivers, I actually felt like the receiver, I felt like everyone did a good job last week and Carson still found a way to lose the game. I I honestly feel like Carson didn't get sacked the last game. They kept him clean. They opened up holes. Deshaun Jackson, people were giving Deshaun Jackson crap because, you know, he caught a couple catches. He was popping off at the mouth and stuff. See, I'm a different type of dude. I like that. Yeah. You know, I heard a lot of people giving him crap about it. I ain't giving him crap about it at all. He's out here fighting. I like that. Let that dog hang out of you. That brings energy and momentum to the offense, though. Yeah, I like that, man. And I, I thought the I thought the receivers did. I thought the receivers did good. I I I really think Carson Wentz lost us the game. Yeah. Man. Man. I mean, he killed the. We had just think about it. Um, I forget what the exact score was, but we were driving to take the lead after we had just cut it back down on one possession right before the half. We got all the momentum. Defense starts. Defense was starting to play a little better. You could, you felt the momentum shift, and then Carson Wentz just went and said, "Bam! Here you go. Take the momentum back, LA." Pretty much. Changed the whole landscape of the game. The whole landscape. And it is the same crap that happened week one with Washington. We had all the momentum, and then Carson's like, "Here you go. Bang, bang, bang. Interception. Interception." Give them the momentum. And momentum is huge, especially in a season like Washington, this. The Washington game, I felt like it was not Washington game. It was more the whole offense. But last week, I thought the offense performed. I thought the offense performed and Carson Wentz let them down. See, here, here's my take. Okay, so we've had two games so far. We've seen flashes of how explosive this offense can be. But can they be that explosive? And give us those flashes for four straight quarters. Consistency, man. If you think of the Washington game. They can't do it if your quarterback's always trying to go for the big play. That's the problem. Yeah. If you think of the Washington game, we love what we've seen from Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard. Obviously not the drop, but as far as, like, the scoring plays and those kind of highlights, those those big plays. And then, of course... Listen, nobody can stop Deshaun Jackson on that out route. Period, point blank. That is his route right there. Me and BK were saying it all game. Every time he ran that route and Carson gave him the ball, that's his route. First down. Every time. We've seen the flashes 
of how good we can be. They just have to be consistent with it for four quarters. Yeah. I need consistency. I agree, man. Right now, surpass the 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 um the saying that, that defense defenses win championships. Right now we need consistency. Cause consistency week to week is what's gonna win you games. On both exactly. sides of the ball. But mainly offense, because you have to go out there and put the points up. You can't leave your defense out there hanging out the dry when they were just on the field for a, a seven minute uh a seven minute drive. And then you come on the field and in less than three plays, you've either turned the ball over or it was a quick three and out that took under two minutes and now your defense has to come back on the field. You haven't even given your team a chance to rest. Like, we have to help each other out offensively and defensively. It can't just be one side carrying the other side because we're not going to win like that. No matter how yeah. good we are, we're not going to win no, like that. not going to happen. Not going to happen. Not at all. We've seen I mean, the defense. We've seen the defense this season buckled down and and do their part, and then the offense lets them down. And vice yeah, versa. I think the defense let us down a little bit last game too. Well, yeah. A lot of oh, oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. But that Redskins game, offense definitely. Yeah, let but us if down. you think of that Redskins game, it, it's not that it's not the defense's fault that they got that good field position. That that was solely on the offense. Yep. Definitely. Let's let's go ahead and um, you know, we off the Rams week. It is what it is. It's over with now. Tomorrow we got the Bengals. They're coming to town. So man, um, Carson versus uh versus Burrow. Can Carson not perform on this week? See, I don't even want to ask the question if he can. He better. He doesn't have a op- he doesn't have a chance. And I want everyone on this podcast that listens right now to know me and Willie are probably two of the biggest Wentz Wagon fans, supporters that you will ever meet. But at the same time of us being supportive of this man, he is our quarterback. But if he's messing up, not doing what he's supposed to do, we're going to let him hear. And that's exactly how we're coming this episode. Carson, you need to step it. Uh, I don't know what you need to do. Um, I don't know if you're not getting enough sleep at night because of the baby. I, I I can relate to you on that. I know how that goes. But you need to do something. Um, because there's a hungry quarterback who you know the media would love to blow up and make a big controversy. And you don't want your career to be known as Carson Wentz, balled out, should have won MVP, tore his ACL, was on the bench for the Super Bowl. Never was the same. was never the same Carson Wentz ever again. Every season after that, always had a quarterback controversy on his tail end. Whether it was uh, should have kept Nick Foles or now put in the hungry second-round pick Jalen Hurts. Like, y- you have to step up. So it's not a can you outperform Joe Burrow this week? I, I don't want to hear the, the can you. We know question. you can. I need to see you do it. We know you can. 
The question really is, will you do it? Will you do, do what it? you're supposed to do? And that's be the superstar quarterback that we know you can be. But nobody can do it for you, Carson. That's simple. Nobody can do it for you. Yeah. I, I can only perform for you on Madden, bro. I, I can't go out there on Sundays and do it. I, I can't. You have to do it. You have you to want it. it. You have to be hungry. And you have to, like, put these distractions to the side, bro. Okay, because, first of all, you're not even a Division One quarterback. And you've made it this far. So, clearly, you've you've battled with distractions since your whole collegiate career and NFL career. So, this should be nothing to you. Go out there and do your job. It's plain and simple. Yeah, do what you got to do. Because I thought Joe Burrow was going to be straight garbage truck juice when he entered the league. And I like Joe Burrow because I support LSU. But... Even you were saying, like, you don't even think Burrow's going to be that good. I didn't think he's going to be that good either, but he looked a lot better than Carson. Yeah, he's he's looking a lot better than Carson right now. Josh Allen's looking better than Carson right now. Yeah. I mean, some quarterbacks out there. Every It's it's 31 other quarterbacks out there that's looking better than Carson right now, if we're being honest. It's some free agent quarterbacks that's looking better than Carson right now. Yeah, so you, you need to get it together, Carson. We don't know what's going on, but but whatever you're doing, you need to fix it ASAP. But what what can what do you think um Doug Peterson can do to help him out? Think that you think Doug Peterson can do anything different to help him out? Ah uh, man, bring back Frank Wright and Filippo because mm-hmm. I haven't seen the the same Carson Wentz since. I need that. Okay, this is the Carson Wentz I need right now. Last season, division on the line, four games left. That's the Carson Wentz I need. The Carson Wentz where we were saying last season that nobody wanted to see this man and and this team in the playoffs. That's the Carson Wentz I need right now because it was the truth, bro. If it wasn't for that dirty hit, we we beat Seattle. Nobody wanted to see us last season. Mm Mm-hmm. He just... Unfortunately, got in the head and was concussed. But nobody wants to see us. The way he was playing, he was out there. If Okay, if you can win those games in the NFL with rookies and practice squad people, why is it that when you have your weapons... You're playing like this. You're playing like this. You just you just did it with JJ Ortega Whiteside, Greg Ward Jr. Barnett. Barnett. Peanut uh, Gallery. <laughs> Pretty much. Nelson Aguilar. Um No, like, Nelson Aguilar wasn't even there. He was hurt. Well yeah, he wasn't even there for the, the end of the season, but like I, I don't the understand. The point is these weapons are way better. Exactly. That's that's all I'm saying. If you can do it with less why can't you do it with the actual weapons? And that's all I'm saying. Yeah, man. I think, I mean, I think if anything Peterson could do, get him something, get him some quick, um, 
get you some quick decisive passes at the start of the game, plays where he don't really get to get to go through the reads, get a quick wide receiver screen in, uh maybe a little maybe a little bootleg action to an underneath tight end, stuff like that. Just little stuff to get him rolling. Um what what we can't do is try to put put a leash on him and now nah, you gotta you gotta drive the thing like a Ferrari because it is a Ferrari, but you gotta just hope the Ferrari don't freaking stall out like an idiot. So, I mean, get him some little quick short stuff at the end of, at the beginning of the game. Get him rolling, get him some confidence going, and I think off the booby a couple times. I think we were, I think if we roll down there on that first drive and get us a touchdown, we could find ourselves with Carson getting rolling and we get things turned around. And then you know we sitting here next week on the show in a much better mood. Yeah, cause um, this is not how I expected the season to go or our shows to go. Like, I was expecting to have some fun shows. I I want yeah, I want a winning a winning episode. Like, we is, we is we have still not had our first winning episode of the Bird Talk Pod. We haven't. We haven't had our first winning episode. My son hasn't witnessed his first Eagles win. Like. 2020 is really something else. Yeah. <laughs> Man. I guess we can throw this in the in the 2020 uh talk conversations cuz Man. <clears throat> what, what um what's the diff- um for defense? Keys to success, man. What's the game plan you think going there? Um is Joe Mixon injured or is he healthy? Um, that's a good question. I'll find that out for you. Let me let me check real quick. I'll find that out. That's a that's a great question. I think he. I think Joe Mixon may be because age wise, I'm not that really. Con- I'm I'm not that concerned about uh, AJ Green. Um, so it it would really be Joe Mixon. I think he's playing. I think he's playing. Okay, so yeah, contain Joe Mixon. Um. He is he is pretty dangerous with the ball in his hand. Uh, you never you never know with him. So they got that speedster in John Ross. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, he's he's more of a slot receiver, correct? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Nickel is definitely gonna have his hands full this week. He had his hands full last week. Yeah, he he, he really did. Yeah, Cooper Cup's a great receiver though, man. I keep telling people, I got Cooper Cup on my fantasy. He's a great receiver. Dude is a baller. But um, they, yeah, Joe they, Mixon they, is they, healthy. AJ Green too. AJ Green. They got some weapons. Yeah, uh, like I said though, I'm I'm not really concerned about. Um, we we'll probably have Slay a- on Green. AJ Green, yeah, he's Darius Slay will lock that up. Yeah, Darius Slay will lock that up. Or you I think they'll like put Slay on Boyd? Uh that's a good question. Boyd might be the better receiver right now. Yeah, right now, I I feel like Boyd is the better receiver. I think this may be one of those games where Slade doesn't shadow. Yeah, I could see that happening. This may be one of those games where, because you remember at the start, Jim Schwartz said he'll have games where he shadows, he'll have games where he kind of just play. This may be one of those games where he kind of let him just play his spot. Yeah. I think so. We'll see, man. I think we need to get some pressure. I think that's what it really comes down to. Black your cocks. I'm calling on you. 
We need some plays, big boy. We need it. I know you got it. Make it happen. Come at him like the dog we know you is. Yeah. Make Joe Burrow scared to play. You can't come out here and say you're the best defensive player in the league and then not be a factor on game day. Yeah, man. Got a ball. Got to go get it, Big Fletch. Got to. Got to go get it, Big Fletch. All right, man. So, what's the – um? what you got for your offensive and um defensive X factors this week? Uh, let's see. Offensive X factor. Um, Dallas Goddard. Um, not sure how good of a linebacker core that the Bengals have. Um, but our two tight end set, some even our three tight end set sometimes is um very unguardable. Um, establish a run game and get your tight ends involved. I know Rieger's not playing this week. Alshon's not playing this week. So you got, what, Jackson, uh, Whiteside. Probably get um, Hightower back in there. Probably Hightower back in there. Yeah, you got Greg um, Ward still. Yeah, Ward. Greg Ward still. So um, not the options – you necessarily feel comfortable or want to go into a game with uh, wide receiver wise after Deshaun Jackson, it becomes a little iffy. Um, hopefully Hightower has that chemistry down to where he knows how to look for the ball down in the NFL and not just stand there like he's back in Pop Warner, just waiting for the ball to come to him, not attacking it. Um, they actually called Barnett up too. Yeah. And of course, he got his practice squad guys. Maybe that's the magic. Maybe that's the magic uh, recipe for him. <laughs> hey, maybe, man. Maybe that's the secret sauce. If he Let's throws see. for five touchdowns this game, and it's to those practice squad receivers, keep them in. Yeah, keep, <laughs> keep them in. Keep them in, man. Got to. All right. So, uh, for the defensive side, um, I think Jalen Mills has a has an interception this game. Maybe a pick six. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna go Jalen Mills just because it's easy for me to say slay. Um, it would be easy for me to go defensive line. I want to go somewhere where he's doing his job. He hasn't been getting a lot of backlash this season. He look, he actually looks good in his natural position at safety. Yeah, he looks really good. At so I, I'm gonna go Jalen Mills. All right, man. My um, my my offensive X factor, Carson Wentz. Don't lose the game, Carson. You're my X factor. This team is only going to go as far as you let far it go. As you go. So you the X Factor. You're going to be my X Factor next week. And you might be my X Factor the next week. Because we need we need you to get in that bag right now. Pronto, ASAP. Division is wide open still. The division is wide open. But us going 0-3 and then if the Cowboys get another win, don't let 
That's what I'm saying. This is a perfect opportunity. With the division. I can't stand them Cowboys. I would rather see anybody win but the damn Cowboys. Yeah. Let the Washington team win the division before I want to see the Cowboys win it. And, and last week made me sick, man. What the, Atlanta, I'm not even going to get into it. Uh, that was a gut punch. Added insult to injury. Just sat here, watched my team get blown out of the water. I'm like, at least Dallas going to lose too. Nope. Yeah, I'm huh? like, all right, Dallas getting their butts whooped. Here comes this onside kick. These people are just watching the ball roll. Yeah, man. Ridiculous, man. That's, Ridiculous. that's why I said this week is a perfect week. Get the win. I forgot who Dallas played. Dallas played Seattle. I have Seattle winning that game. Um, then they're back to one and two. We're at one and two. Go up against a a, a weekend and injured injured uh, highly injured San Francisco team next week. Five hundred. Hello, but we have to. It all starts on Sunday. Your job. Win the game, Carson. Win the game. It, it's on you. Um, my my defense X factor is the linebackers. I thought they played crappy last week. I need to see more out of them. Nathan Gary, if you're gonna be an NFL linebacker, bro, I don't know. I don't. I I like Nathan Gary, but I don't know if he's a starting linebacker. Nah, he's not. I kind of want to see one of the rookies in there. Yeah, I'd I'd rather because a little bit of times that they've been on the field, they've looked good. Yeah. Let me and see. And I some... think Bradley may be the better of the two. Oh, definitely. I I like his intensity and energy. Yeah. Uh, because I think it was, it was right after the draft. A story had came out of how when he was at Temple. He would look up his opponent's girlfriends, their matchup, and he would DM them. Savagery. And and stuff, (laughs) and and talk a whole bunch of mess during the game. Like, oh, yeah, your girlfriend named so-and-so. She like this, that, and the third, blah, 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 blah. Just opponents. Hey, and I like that. Savagery right there, man. Plus, he had that that, uh, special teams force fumble. Uh, in the game, so I'm, I'm all with giving him opportunity. I also want to see how well Davion Taylor has been coming along. I know that's their little project. Doesn't have that much football experience, but he was still like Davion Taylor's a bigger version of Nathan Gary, and that's why they drafted him. Yeah. Nathan Gary's supposed to be a good coverage linebacker, but it didn't look like that last week. Definitely didn't. And where was the speed? You're supposed to be one of the fastest linebackers on the team. And you just looked like uh, dry paint out there. <laughs> Had his feet stuck in the mud, man. Feet stuck in the mud. All right, man. So who who's going to um, – anybody, who can ruin the day for the Eagles tomorrow? Um, Carson Wentz. <laughs> Oh my God, man! <laughs> Carson Wentz. That is exactly who can ruin the day for the Eagles, man. 
<laughs> oh man, that is funny. Don't ruin the day, Carson. Please, please don't do it, Carson. I'm bo- I'm putting your jersey on tomorrow, man. As much as I want to wear that throwback Kelly Green again, because boy, I love wearing that thing. I feel like that Kelly Green just looked good on the brother. But I'm putting on you. Should I go midnight green or should I go with the black jersey tomorrow? Uh, go midnight. Think I should go midnight? Yeah, don't don't go black. I'm not gonna start wearing black till we get some wins. Because if I wear black and we lose, I pretty much wore black to our funeral. Yeah, and black is is black. The black jersey is one of my winningest jerseys, though. Uh, oh, go black then. In games I've worn the black jersey, I think I'm I think I'm legitly like thirteen and three or something like that. No, I guess you're wearing black for the rest of the season because we already got two losses. So <laughs> I got to throw the Kelly Green back on. I need to get a win in that. I can't let that just be a winless jersey. <laughs> oh, definitely. Just the same thing with this this white Carson one. I picked up at the pro shop that day. I I need a win in it, bro. Yeah, man. Need a freaking win. Need one, Carson. We need one. Yeah, man, I think Carson can ruin the day, too. But if there's somebody else that can ruin the day, I'm going to say it's uh, Joe Mixon. Because the defense looked crappy against the run last week. So, um, don't let Joe Mixon get loose on us. Yeah. Um, we, we can't let him get into a position where they're straight taking advantage of him versus a linebacker because we don't have anyone on the team that can cover him in the open field. I still want to see them bring Kayvon down at the backer. Yeah, I I said that before the season started. He can do it. Yeah, I mean, that's how I'm doing it on Madden, bro. I got Kayvon at, at the linebacker position. Um, I think I had him. Either he didn't go ahead and trade me two, linebacker. by the way, because you ain't using him. It was one of them. You hear me? What? So you need to go ahead and trade me trouble too, because I know you ain't using him. Oh man, <laughs> hey, listen, he might get some. He might get some burn in in, in my game this week. All right, man. Let's go ahead, man, get these final score um, predictions out. What's your final score, man? What you got the final score being? Man, I'm going to go – listen here, bro. I'm going to sound really negative on this show. But I'm only picking the Bengals because it's the Eagles' job to prove me wrong. Well, we got – This is how mad I, I am with this organization and their play right now. So, for the first time ever on the podcast, I will be picking against the Eagles just because it is their job to prove me wrong. So if they if they win, which they should, and which I want them to do, then we don't have a problem. But if they lose, then I'm completely right about this prediction. And it might be time to throw the towel in on the season already. Three games in. So I have the Bengals winning 28-24. I think the offense does great. Um, I think the Bengals just get some momentum. Something's going to happen, bro. Something is going to happen. I'm going to go final score 
Eagles 17, Bengals 14. Okay. I feel like Carson's going to struggle again. I don't know why. I just feel yeah. like it. And I think if we win it, it's going to be because the defense clamped down and we eked out a close one. Yeah. Also, I, I would like a defensive turnover if I could get one this game. Give me a touchdown defense. Give me that big boy play. I need something big. I need something big defense in a bad way. A big defensive play may be just what we ordered to get the offense really rolling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you on that. But all right, man. That's that's a wrap for this week's episode of the Bird Talk Podcast. Uh, everybody that's been tuning in with us from the very start, man, we love y'all. Thank y'all for the support. We're going to keep bringing y'all this, bringing y'all these fire episodes for as long as, as long as we here, we're going to keep bringing them to y'all. Believe that win, lose, we're going to always be here. We Philly bird gang to the, to the depth of it. So, you know, uh, we're going to be right back here next week on Saturday again for the pregame show again. Uh, shout out to everybody. Bree, you got something you want to say to people before we get out of here? Man, Eagles get it together. Carson don't lose us his game. Dallas sucks as always. Fly, Eagles, fly. Fly, Eagles, fly. Bird talk out. Good evening, everybody. We are back. Season two of the Bird Talk podcast. We also doing this thing live right now. You know, me and my boy, Breon. Go ahead and say something for the people. It's the Bird Talk Podcast, season two, baby. We are back. We are back. We're going to be better. Fresh off vacation. It's going to be a good year. And we're going to get into it, man. We're going to get into it, you know. A lot of stuff been going on this training camp. Definitely. Um, I've seen some good. I've seen some bad. I've seen some stuff that make me worry. But I'm still excited, and I'm still ready to go for this season. So, um... First thing first, you know, we're going to just talk about the NFL as a whole. We got into this thing right before on the last episode. Me and Breon was talking about um, what, how's the NFL season going to work with all this COVID stuff going on. Yeah. It's actually turning out surprisingly very good. Pretty good. Very good. There's no cases in the NFL right now. Yeah. Um, There were not that many cases that actually got found when they did all the testing at the start of the year. I mean, there was people that popped up. You know, Doug Peterson had it. Lane Johnson had it at one point. A couple people popped up with it. But for the most part, it wasn't that bad at all. Once those got cleared out, you know, they went through their protocols and all that. They got them there. We ain't really been hearing much about COVID with the NFL. So that's that's a big ups right there. That's a big ups right there. Definitely. Um, definitely, definitely excited coming. about that. So it's looking like this season is going to get rolling. And it's looking like it's going to be good old time. Good old you know time. I mean? Got my Eagles jersey on today. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Who, who got, if you got a Carson Wentz jersey, give me a shout out. Yeah. Matter of fact, if you got any Eagles jersey, give me a shout out. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, first thing first, we really wanted to get into, man. We're going to talk about these preseason stocks. Um, started out with, man, who who players, what players do you got they stock up coming into this season so far through the preseason from what you've seen? Who stock is up for you, Brian? Are we talking just Eagles or just the NFL in general? I mean, Primarily Eagles, but if you got right. somebody in the league you want to talk Primarily about, man, shoot it Eagles, out. I'm liking John Hightower. That rookie has Love been him. balling in camp. I Love mean, him. balling. If he's not beating a, a veteran corner deeper on a crossing route, he's he's catching the ball. Um, 
Zach Ertz. We already know what Zach Ertz brings yeah. to the table. Um, I'm just really excited. And also, this uh, defensive line, they've been killing it. I mean, the reports out of camp, they're they're getting like four sacks right as soon as they start drills. Like, it's crazy. I'm excited for the pass rush this season. I think it's going to be wonderful, and I can't wait for this this season to get underway, man. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I agree with you on um that D line. I've been hearing yeah, a lot of raves. I've been and, um, hearing a lot. Um, my stock is up on John Hightower. Is exactly who I was going straight to. I think he got the highest stock out of everybody due to preseason so far. Dude Definitely. is making players on players on players. They say he got like six touchdowns right now. Yeah, in training camp. He, he he's yeah, balling. He six touchdowns. Um, I got my my stock on him is up. My stock on Jalen Rieger, even though he got hurt, hurt. and yeah. that sucks, man. I'm pissed off, but my stock is up on Jalen Rieger too. Man, they both—I've been hearing their name a lot, a lot due to due to preseason. So my stock is is very high on both of them. I think we got two studs. I think we, yeah, we, <laughs> I think this, we got two I studs. Told you, man, this draft, we then, talked about it. This draft class and then you, um, is underrated. Um, it, it it could potentially be one of Howie's best draft classes if if yeah, I hope because what um, they're supposed to do. He ain't been hitting in the past, so yeah, I hope. He, he definitely but has um, been. I'll tell you what though. My stock is up on another guy who um I've been very down on, and that's J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. My stock is up on him through this training camp. He came in focused. They say he came in 15 pounds lighter. Um, He's been making plays. That He had that one crazy catch on, like, it was like two or three defenders. He's been doing some stuff, so he, he really impressed me. He looked more ripped up. When you look at him, he looks like he came in ripped up, ready to go, just in better shape. They they saying he got he's been having a better understanding of the playbook. So I love that. I love that. You know, rough rookie year, but it's looking like he bouncing back the way you're supposed to bounce back. So that's another one that, that my stock is up on. Um also my, my stock is up on Roby Coleman. Roby Coleman been balling. and it's been kinda of quietly balling. Roby Coleman's been balling, man. So my my stock is up on him. Um yeah. So then you want to go ahead and jump into who the stock's down on, or you got somebody else you got with? Uh, stock down. I'm, I'm going to go uh, a non-Eagle really quick. Uh, I'm going to have to say um, uh, JV, J, Davion Clowney. He's mm. still a free agent. Yeah. Um, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, he's still a free agent. Um, definitely Earl Thomas right now with everything he's going through. Um, as far as our Eagles, uh, Rasul Douglas, man, <laughs> it seems Ooh. like every other day I'm seeing him get yes. either burnt or just destroyed on trying to cover a route. Yeah, stock uh, way down on him. He, he's definitely way down. Sidney Jones, stock way down on. Um, he's, he hasn't even been healthy. Um... Uh, it it might be the end of the road for him. I mean, we're going to get into that later, but it, it might be the end of the road for Sidney Jones. Um, Andre Dillard, before he got hurt, it seemed like every other day he was getting manhandled. Um, and that's another one. That's another one. My stock is up on Deshaun Hall. Deshaun Hall? Deshaun Hall, stock up on him. He been balling. I forgot to mention yeah. him. Yeah. Um, oh, also, my stock is up on... Uh, Josh Sweat, because he was pretty much manhandling uh, Andre Dillard every every rep. Oh yeah, that's probably how he dislocated or 
tort whatever he did to his arm. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was him getting manhandled. He almost injured Carson Wentz on one play. Almost been a good look for him. Yeah, almost landed <laughs> on him. It's it's crazy. He he's really been getting bullied all camp, and it's crazy because the offensive linemen like Jason Kelsey came out and said they like how Andre Dillard's looking. He put on some some muscle, so I was excited, but. With with everything going on in camp, he's he's been getting manhandled from the yeah, yeah man. It didn't look good. It didn't yeah. look good. We ain't gonna get to see him this year, but it wasn't looking good when he was there, and yeah, I was they, disappointed. They started to put in Jordan Maitala. Yeah, I was disappointed. I was real disappointed in that. Um, yeah, my my stock down definitely Sidney Jones. Yeah. Stock is way down on Sidney Jones. Um, the dude's a bust. Now somebody gotta say it. Somebody, Somebody got to say it. And I'm, <laughs> I'm tired right of playing around. I'm tired of beating around the bush with this dude. This dude is a bum. Every time he gets on the field, I get pissed off. When he comes on the field, I'm mad. I don't want him on the field. Because I feel like teams see him on the field, and they're going to go after him. And they go after him, and then what happened? He get burnt. Like, so I just, you know what? It's time for Sidney Jones to go. It's time for him to go. I'm tired of it. I'm done with him. We need to get him out of here. Stock weighed down on him. I wasn't high on him coming into the season. I told you all that on numerous episodes. You know, sure, I want him to turn out good. But, dude, it ain't happening. It's not happening. It was a bad pick. Just trying to cut ties and, you know, get what you can get out of him and just let it go. The dude is a lost cause. He's not going to be a starter for us. If he is a starter for us, I don't know what the hell is going on in the coaching room if they start him. But I doubt that's happening. It's looking like it's going to be Maddox for sure. So, yeah, I'm 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 done with Sidney Jones. Stock way down on him. He's the bottom of the barrel for me when it when it comes to stock being down. Um, stock is also down for Alshon to me, and it's not even because he's not doing it. It's just because uh, these young receivers is they showing up, they balling. Jalen Rieger's been balling. Hightower's been balling. You know, D Jack is D Jack. Arcega Whiteside's been coming on to the scene. It ain't looking good for him. So that's why my stock is down on him. Not necessarily that he's not good enough to play or, you know, we haven't really seen him yet. But just these other receivers, they they doing what they got to do. Yeah, we so, have Greg Ward Jr. also that you got to throw in there. Yeah, um, and so, Greg Ward, yeah. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough for Alshon to get the ball his way if he can't even be healthy enough to get on the field. Yeah, no, exactly. And then definitely down on Russell. Um, stock is down on Russell. But Russell, I haven't completely um, given up on him yet because he, he's one of those dudes. He's an energy player to me. Yeah. Definitely. So, I mean, we could keep him. But um, I definitely don't think he, he's going to – he should be on the field. Um, he got some more work to do. So, yeah. so stock I, down on that. I prefer we move him to safety, but that that's another conversation. Yeah. That's another I was thinking that too because the thing is, Russell's big. Rasul's big and he's physical. Yeah. But he don't got the speed to play corner. No. He don't. He needs that extra advantage. Yeah. At safety. All right. So then, man, another thing we we want to talk about is, um, so you know, analysts they putting their picks in on who gonna win divisions. Um, twenty seven of thirty five analysts got the Cowboys. Beating the Eagles out for the NFC East. <laughs> I see. I see. BK put put that little face up there, and the, uh, <laughs> he mad about Russell. I said, "Hey, BK, man, I think we should move him to, to safety." I'm sorry, bro, but it's a stock down. Listen, I didn't say cut Russell. Okay? <laughs> I said just move him to safety. 
Okay, I like Rasul. I listen. I support my fellow Jersey brothers for, who play on the Eagles. Okay, if you're from New Jersey and you play on the Eagles, I support you. Corey Clement, Rasul Douglas. I just feel like we should move Rasul to safety. That's all I said. I didn't say cut him. <laughs> I didn't say trade him for a fourth or a seventh. I, I just said move the man to safety. That's his. That's his natural position. I said that. Ike Reese has said that. Uh, former Eagles. There, there are a bunch of former Eagles who have said that. Like, Willie, Willie agrees. So, all right. So yeah, like I was saying, oh, 20, 27 and thirty-five analysts picking the Cowboys to, to win his division over the Eagles. Um, what, what's your what's your thinking on this? What, how you feel about that? Nobody likes us ever, so I'm really not surprised by this pick. Everyone always jumps on the Dallas bandwagon. Everyone always feels like it's gonna be Dallas this year, and then they turn out eight and eight. So let them keep sleeping on us. Um, we play good in that underdog role. I know what we have as a team. Um, the Cowboys actually just released Ha Ha Clinton Dix, probably like an hour ago, and that was their big one of their big name free agents. They also lost Gerald McCoy, who was one of their big name free agents. So and they they injured waived him. So I, I'm not buying it. Yeah, I'm um, you know, I'm definitely I think the Eagles are winning this division. We but I will are. I will tell you this. Um we've been getting a lot of injuries and it is starting to make me nervous. Um I really hope there's not another one of them seasons with a bunch of injuries just piling on because we this would be the fifth year straight. Yeah. This be. would be the fifth year straight. Even the year we won the Super Bowl. Yeah. We had injuries piling on injuries. It happens every year. With that being said, even with them injuries, the reason I got the confidence in us that we still going to win this division is because there's one thing about our team, regardless of the injuries, whatever it is, it's a culture here in Philly. We got a different type of culture, and we're going to win them games. Yeah. We're going to win them games when they count. Definitely. And we're going to show up when they count. Dallas, I don't, I don't really see them doing that that much, man. But it, it definitely is some stuff that got me a, a little worried going into this season just with the injuries and stuff. And it's some other things we're going to touch on later on in the show. I don't want to bring another segment into this segment, so I'm not going to get too crazy on that right now. But, you know, I think these analysts are foolish. Yeah. These are the same dudes that picked them last year, and they're doing it again. Just to look like idiots again. They do it every year. Every year every it's the year. same thing. Every year it's the same thing. Cowboys going to win the Super Bowl. Every Cowboys year. going to playoffs. Cowboys got the best team. No, they don't. They don't. They don't. Eight and eight. <laughs> eight, eight and eight. eight. I give them nine and seven. They should change their name. I give to them nine and seven. The Dallas Eight and Eighters. I give them nine and seven. I think they might sneak into a wild card spot. I'll get them that. Um, yeah. So man, what's your, what's your current mood? Just overall, what's your current mood? You know, Ten we got some injuries, football. but what's the mood? Ten days till football. I'm excited. Injuries or no injuries. Um, I feel like the injuries were gonna come just because there was no official off season. So like, you're really. Asking the players to come off the couch and and perform. And there's going to be a bunch of injuries. Yeah, injuries are hitting us hard right now. But it'll move around the league. And I'm I'm pretty sure other teams will, will get hit just as hard. So um, with these injuries, some of them really aren't that serious. I think for right now, the only players out for the season are Andre Dillard and, and Brandon Brooks. Um yeah, there's some other injuries with players that are probably going to return. Yeah. I'm going to shut that down before the thunderstorm get too loud. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really not worried about, about the injuries. I feel like these players are going to bounce back strong. 
Um, I'm not concerned on the, the Miles Sanders one. I just feel like they're playing it safe and just letting him heal up. They don't want to, like, get him back into the groove and then something, like, happens, like yeah, he re-enters so it or something. So I feel like they're doing the same thing with Carson Wentz. I feel like he's fine. They're just, um, you know, taking it precaution. There's no need to, to rush into it. You got 10 days till the season kicks off. We're going to beat Washington. Um, that's a given. So, yeah, Most that's definitely. how. That's how. That's how I feel. That's my mood. I'm. I'm really, really hyped. So, word, word. All right, man. So look, we gonna get into this rumor mill, man. The rumor mill is going around. First thing first, that boy Sidney Jones. I told y'all his stock is down. It's all uh, reports that you know. We thinking about trading him for a left tackle, and I'm all for it. I'm get all him out of here. I'm all for it. Yeah, I I do it especially because. Uh, we we need at least somebody with left tackle experience, uh, a veteran player who can come in, and I'll feel a little more uh, confident about the offensive line on the left side since Dillard is out. I mean, he really wasn't showing anything before he got injured, but now that he's done for the season, we, we need something. Yeah, we need um, something. And Sidney Jones, he's not the answer anyway, man. Sidney yeah. Jones ain't it. I, I, I don't done see with him, him see, seeing the field, though. We we got Coleman. That's obviously the starting slot right there. Uh, Maddox has been with the first team Maddox since. Maddox going to start. Since, yeah, he's going to start. But he's been with the first team since camp pretty much started off. Um, and that's why I just want to say this. I called it. Yeah, we. I told y'all that this was gonna start. We, I knew it. We did predict. I it. knew it. You heard it here first on Bird Talk podcast. I knew it. Um, Slay. I mean, nobody's gonna bench Slay. Um, and then you have LeBlanc, who people are high on. So, I, I think they'll put LeBlanc in a slot and put Roby Coleman on the outside. If 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 something was to happen, that hopefully it don't somehow injury or something happen. I really think Jim Schwartz will put LeBlanc in a slot and move Coleman to the outside before he puts Sandy Jones on the yeah, field. Yeah, that's how they were doing it with the with the second team reps and and everything. They had um, I think they had LeBlanc and and Coleman on the outside. I oh yeah, think, yeah. I think that's how they were running. Second and the, and the, team. the thing about Sandy Jones is, man, this dude just oh, um, you know what? I don't like him. I, Listen, he was injured when we drafted him. Yeah, he can't he do nothing. Been, if he would have been healthy, yeah, he would have went number one. But you never know. Okay, he'd have went number one and been a bust. Yeah, exactly. Um, it don't matter where he would have went. College don't mean nothing. He ain't the first dude to come out of college and be a bust. You need to stop hanging on to people because you think that oh, we gotta hang on to him because they were supposed to be this guy. Well, guess what? He's not that guy. Hate to break it to you, he is not that guy. A lot of people have been hyping him up recently because he made those two pass breakups against uh, Danny Jones in the Giants game, and then the next week against uh, Dak Prescott and in, in the Cowboys and, uh, game. But the, he wasn't the, on the field yeah, the whole game. He wasn't. He came, he came in because of injury for two. He came yeah, in for two downs in both those injury. games. Come on, man! And he did what he was supposed to do. Like you can't hype a player up for doing what they get paid to do. Like, he's supposed to make those pass breaks. Exactly. Other than that, like, we all know when Malcolm Jenkins um, said that we need players who are going to play with confidence and heart, and if you're not going to play with confidence on here, don't come on the field with us. Everybody knows he was talking about Sidney Jones. Yeah. 
He was talking about Sidney Jones because he was the one giving up plays and not playing with any confidence. And that's Sidney Jones' biggest problem. You can't be this hyped up cornerback and not have any confidence. Like, where's your swag at? Jalen Mills will get beat on a double route. Make a comeback. Well, Jalen Mills a, play, a dog. Come back, make a play on the next or make a tackle on the next down and still have his energy and swag. And, and, and Jalen and, and Mills is a dog, exactly. man. Exactly. Jalen Mills is a dog. I don't care what people say about Jalen Mills. He get beat on some double moves and stuff, but, but bro, ball. He brings He it. ball. He bring, he bringing that heat. He's not going to be down. He's he ain't gonna backing come back. down from you. He's going to come back 110% just like the play before that he got beat on with the same type of energy yeah. to make a stop. Exactly. Sidney Jones, Jones is, Yeah. Sidney Jones will get beat on a play and then be down. He's frustrating, man. The whole... The whole game. Sidney Jones was frustrated. Like one play will have him out of his head. And I'm just tired of it. Yeah, Sidney Jones is frustrating, man. He, he's so frustrated. He's beyond frustrating. I can't I can't deal with it. And he did all this talking in the offseason about how he ready for this season. And same old, same old, same, same, old, old. same old. Like, it's, it's the can't same thing, healthy. It's the same thing. Like you I said I mean? on a previous episode, I really only saw him starting because Jim Schwartz has a sweet spot in his heart for Sidney Jones. But I think Jim Schwartz is starting to get tired of Sidney Jones. Yeah, no, he definitely so, is. He definitely is. Especially now that he's missed the majority of, of camp. So, Yeah, man. So then um, another rumor mill. Earl Thomas, you know, he, he is free agent now. Got into some crazy mess out there in Baltimore. Got into something with his wife. Mm-hmm. Caught doing the nasty with his brother in his wife's bed. Mm-hmm. Um, then, what, what did he do? He got a fight with a teammate. Yeah, over a coverage. Yeah, then he turned around and he missed practice to wash his car. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> he missed practice to wash his car. Interesting. He missed practice to wash his car. But anyway, he's a free agent now. Uh, dude's an all-pro player. Dallas is rumored to be the favorite to land him. Philly, we among the favorites. I don't really want him. You worried about him at all? Does Dallas get him? Uh, I feel like Dallas is going to get him now that they just released uh, Ha Clinton Dix, but I'm still not worried. Um, once he realizes that Dallas is going to go 8-8, eight and eight, he'll probably beat up Dak Prescott like he did his uh, <laughs> former, <laughs> former Baltimore Raven teammate. Um, he's got a short temper. It shows. But this league is... Uh, production league so i could see dallas picking him up just because of the production like they like those drama addicts they're gonna pick him up yeah they're gonna pick i think him they're up. gonna pick him up now nah, nah, i'm not gonna lie walked into their locker room after yeah and told them to get him yeah so no nah, I'm, I'm not i'm not gonna lie i um i wouldn't if you gave me the choice i don't want him on yeah. dallas he is a good player all pro safety He's one of the top safeties in the game, so I don't want him on Dallas. But I'm not scared of him. Definitely so not. it is what it is. He's only one player. And if if Dallas was to get him, he'd be the only player in their secondary I'd be worried about. Yeah, pretty much. I'm not worried the about secondary, it. The secondary is weak. Yeah, I'm not worried about anybody else. That's why I don't see why experts didn't pick us to win the division. Because these rookies, wide receivers have been showing out. Deshaun Jackson is Deshaun Jackson. Uh, Greg Ward is Greg Ward. Um, if Alshon does come back healthy and and they say he looks good like they say he does, then who who are who are the corners on Dallas gonna cover? Like Nobody. It, it's ridiculous. Nobody. It's Pick ridiculous. Your boys. We didn't him. even talk about the tight ends. Walk it to him wins. Exactly. I didn't even mention We didn't the, talk about the, the tight ends. Tight end duo in the NFL. So Alright, so look the injury to Dillard, 
JP don't want to go back to left tackle unless we're going to pay him more money. He basically said he being paid like a guard, he need to be paid like a tackle if he's going to play tackle. See, in, in Doug uh, Peterson's press conference, though, he said he didn't know where those reports came from. He called it fake news. So, um, but if these reports are real, come on, Jason Peters. You should be lucky enough we brought you back in the first place. You, you, you're in no um, no way to be asking for more money. You were a free agent, bro. We only brought you in because you know the system already, and we lost Brendan Brooks. That's the only reason you're on the team right now. Because if Andre Dillard would have stayed healthy and we still would have had a healthy Brendan Brooks, you'd be a free agent or probably on another team. But come on, bro. You can't be out here asking for more money. Yeah, JP, man. Look. You're either always injured or there's always a false start or a holding call on a big play. This and is my thing. You got to be all in and you got to be all out. Exactly. It's that simple. If you play on a team, you got to do what's right to make the team win. Period. Exactly. You know what I mean? You you either want to win or you want to lose. You got to do what's right to make the team win. Period. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, that that's my take on it. JP, if they want to put you at tackle, man, play tackle. I'll say this the to the guard. Eagles, too, though. I'll say this to the Eagles, too, though. You got your franchise quarterback out there who has a history of being injured. If it's really that serious and it's not that big of a pay raise and y'all can't flip Sidney Jones for a left tackle or y'all can't find a way to get your hands on another left tackle, just get a man a little, give, give, him, a little, give him a little extra. Throw him a little something there. You know what I mean? Protect your franchise quarterback. At all costs. At all costs. At all costs. You know what I mean? So let's get to Alshon. You know, we talked about Alshon a little bit. We talked about Alshon a little bit. Okay, so the Jets have been um, hit with some injuries at wide receiver. And a rumor came out recently that um, Alshon and uh, the Jets might be a nice landing spot for him. Uh, former Eagle... Um, I forget his position, but Joe Douglas, everybody knows Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas, he was um, um he was he was player personnel. Yeah, player personnel. Um, he's he's got some interest in Alshon. So, uh, with the injuries that they've been hit with recently, that might be a nice landing spot. A familiar face, you know. Familiar face. I'm pretty sure that Sam Darnold would like it. Now, Alshon is still a decent receiver. Yeah, Last year, he can get it. Done. I don't know, man. Last year, I feel like something wasn't right with him from the start. I believe he was still injured. He, yeah, I, don't, was, I think something was wasn't hiding, right with him from the start. He was just man. hiding an injury. That's all. I don't feel like he was fully healthy, and he just wanted to help be productive and show that he still had something. And, yeah, it just didn't work out. He can't get up the field like he used to, but I feel like he can still win those 50-50 balls. So. All right. Then, all right, so we got one more from the rumor mill, man. You know, Zach Ertz and the Eagles, they was in contract talk last year. That came to a halt. They resumed contract talk recently about a week ago. It came to a halt again. Reports are saying the team offered him lower guaranteed money than the original contract. And the contract was actually a lower contract than what Austin Hooper got. Now, that is disrespectful. Very. That is disrespectful by the Eagles. But um, I got to... I got to... I got a, a view on this, and I don't know if everybody's going to agree with me on this. Um, the thing is, he's, he's like, how old is he? Who he asking? 
You talking about Jason Peters or? Yeah, you talking about Jason Peters? He up there. <laughs> yeah, I think and you Jason talking about Peters Jason Peters? Is, he up there. Almost forty. Yeah, but Jason Peters late thirties, man. Yeah. He like I don't think he. I think, four, he's, I think like he's like thirty seven. I think he's like thirty eight. Maybe, I don't know, but yeah, man, that that's that that is disrespectful. But here's my take on this um this Zach Ertz thing. I don't know if we oh, should um. Zach Ertz. Oh, you talking about Zach Ertz? Yeah, Zach Ertz is about thirty one, thirty thirty one, thirty two at the most. He, I think he's thirty one. Um, but yeah, this this is the thing on him. I don't know if we should give him that big contract. And this is the reason why. He on the back end of his prime. And we got another tight end, Dallas Goddard, who's about to be on the front end of his prime. And I get it. You know, Zach Ersey been there for us. Blah, 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 blah. He'll get his money for somebody. But I don't know if not. Maybe we should possibly trade him. And here's my thinking of that. And I'm not saying trade because we got he got one more year left. Or is this last year? I think it's, think it's one more. Yeah, exactly. So this is my thinking. If Dallas Goddard explodes to be that number one tight end like he's supposed to, don't eat up your cap room paying a guy who's getting close to that cliff. And then when he when he falls off that cliff, you find yourself with an overpaid tight end, Alshon, overpaid receiver, because you held on to him and you paid him and they're at the back end. And now it's just it's money that's being eaten up that don't need to be eaten up. And now I love Zach Ertz, but we let's be real. Dallas Goddard's going to take his spot eventually. He is. But now I I, I I I won't be mad if we keep him, but I understand. I understand the team if they let him go. Like if if they I understand if they don't want to give him the money, and we let him go. Sometimes you got to make those hard decisions like that. And one thing that Howie Roseman has had a problem of in the past that he's admitted to was getting too attached to players and not knowing when it's time to let somebody go. Because we found ourselves in situations plenty of times where we paid a player when they was a little bit past their clock and then it ended up biting us in the ass a year or two later. Yeah. So but I it, think that's why they're being cautious with it. They're like, all right, we'll give you some money to stay, but we don't know if we want to give you that top-tier money because two, three years from now, he he might not be the top-tier guy. The, the top-tier guy would be Dallas Goddard, and then you got Ertz locked up on a contract, and Goddard's coming off of his rookie contract. Now Goddard's going to want his max contract. You can't give them both their max contract. Carson Wentz is already eating up the cap. Was What's going to happen when the receivers need their contracts? Yeah. Or Bobby Miles, you know what I mean? So that's, you got to think about that stuff. I'm not saying make Zach Ertz the highest-paid tight end in the game, but we... I feel like we should keep him. He deserves to be retired at Eagle. Um, I think he wants to be the highest paid, one of the highest paid. I think he wants to be see, top two. But at that, I think age, he wants Kittle. I think he wants Kittle money. But at, but at that age, you you don't get up the field after the after the catch like you used to. Exactly. But but his argument is going to be look at his productivity. I and I understand that. He's, that he's that's what I think is going favorite. on behind he's, doors he's right now. One of Carson's favorite favorite targets. Um, he's. He leads us in in targets every season, but I mean, you got to be a team player at the same time. Like, you you should. I feel like he should fall into that that Brent Selleck role. Like when Brent Selleck knew his time was up, he still he still was out there making. And he plays. was a big part of the Super yeah, Bowl year. He he was still out there making plays, but he knew all right. Like, it's time for me to pass the torch to Zach. And by the way, I love the fact that Brent Sutherland got to go out on top. Yeah. He deserved that. He deserved that. He deserved that. 
Um, but he, he passed the torch down to Zach, and Zach just needs to step into those that Brent Selleck role, and when his time is up, his time is up, pass the torch to Dallas Goddard, because Dallas Goddard is the future. Um, he is a monster. He can get yards after the catch. He can out-jump people. He can... Uh, his run after the catch is crazy. His run after the catch. I mean, he gets knocked out and... Or he gets knocked heavy with hits. And he still stands on his feet and runs 110 miles to the end zone. Like, it's it's ridiculous. His productivity is is going to have him as the the best one of the best tight ends in the game coming up soon. I, I just know it. He already gets compared to uh George Kittle and look at George Kittle now. So Yeah. Alright man, so listen, we're gonna talk about these injuries. You you heard us mention it a couple times, man. Yeah. You think these injuries are gonna plague our season once again? Man, uh I hope not. I hope it ain't either. I really hope not. We, we But it might I hate to I hate to be the but Debbie Downer, see, but like even if injuries plague our season, here's my thing: I I think we're a competitive team regardless. Yeah, I feel like we're so. a competitive team regardless, but I don't think, like I said earlier, I don't think we're going to be the only team with injuries just because of the shortened off season. Like if we would have had an off season, these injuries would have been happened. So maybe these players would have been back by now. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if we would have had mini camp OTAs, maybe those that's when those injuries happen, and then they have all this time to recover but like all these injuries happening happening now and then it's 10 days till the season starts that's what 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 makes me upset and it's always us i feel like like i don't follow that many other teams like i watch nfl network but i don't follow other nfl teams like that so i don't know what their injuries are like unless like i hear about it on nfl network or something and i'm sure other teams have injuries yeah, that I'm, we I'm, you know the we 49ers just, not just lost another receiver they're they're losing receivers the jets are losing receivers um so i mean it's just man why yeah, us see so I'm, I'm gonna go down this just the injury list right now you know dillard he got he out for the season with that bicep injury man yeah. we got miles sanders he's been out for majority like Basically, all camp he's been out. I think Booby is good. They're just being cautious with him. I yeah. hope we don't get to the season and I hear some bonus. I hope that's not what happens because I think Booby Miles do for a big season. Now, I've been saying this. I think Booby Miles big season. I think he'll finish top five rushing. Oh, definitely. That's what that's what I'm thinking. If he on the field. Sidney Jones, he been out. I think it's the end of the road for him. Yeah. So... We're, we're gonna cut ties. Um, yeah, I'm, we're down to, six, I'm ready for us to cut ties seven right now. We have fourteen more cuts to go to make it to fifty three. So, um, there were a bunch of players who got cut today that got us to that sixty four. And then when we moved Andre Dillard to or sixty seven, and then when we moved Andre Dillard to IR, that officially got us to sixty seven on the roster. So. Road to fifty three continues. Sidney Jones ain't looking like he's on the the good side of the the fifty three either. So, um, there you go. I, I believe his contract is up at the end of the season anyway, just in case the Eagles do keep him. So, I don't know. I I'd, I'd move him. I'd be happy for him if he balled out on another team. Um, but. I'm I'm tired of him on my team. 
we got Carson, uh, lower body, but the team isn't worried. Uh, Jalen Rieger out for some weeks with that dislocated shoulder. Uh, that was a big crusher for me because I was excited to see. I like I had a dream that in the opener he had a punt return for a touchdown, and he just went off against Washington coming out of the slot. So I'm a little disappointed that Jalen Rieger is um, gonna be out for some weeks, but uh, we should have him back by the Pittsburgh game, I think. Cause I think they said it was only what four weeks. He has had four weeks. Yeah, so he'll be back for the Pittsburgh game, week five. Um, Levante Maddox is hurt right now. Yeah, but I think he's day-to-day. He's day-to-day. Hassan, Same with Will Parks. and um. Nah, Will Parks is multi-week with the Oh, they, they changed it to multi-week? Yeah, they, they okay. changed it to multi-week. Okay, it said day-to-day before they when said, I looked. They um, said two to four weeks, but they also said it could be sooner because he does really good recovering with injuries. So... Um, Hassan Ridgeway is hurt. Um, Javon Hargrave is still down. And um, Jannard Avery, he has a bone fracture. They got Carson Wentz with the lower or body bone, injury. Bone bruise. They don't, they, we're not worried about Carson. Carson's fine. Oh, so. and Derek Barnett, is, uh, it's his ankle. Yeah. So how how Har- did they have him out for? What they got Barnett for? I think he... He was multi-week when he first got injured, so he's kind of on the same timetable as Javon Hargrave, who has a pectoral injury. Um, they just haven't practiced in weeks. Um, and, yeah, uh, Javar, uh, Javar Avery has a uh, bone bruise. I'm not sure how th- long those take to uh, heal. So. They thought it was worse, though, so luckily it, it wasn't that bad as, as they thought it was. All right, man. So then, um, let's get to this. Uh, the offensive outlook. Okay. We're gonna review the offense. Uh, first thing first, man. You know we're gonna get into it about the guy Carson. Carson, okay. What's the takes on Carson? What's the and vibes? Three hundred and eight reps, twenty eight touchdowns. Now he was having a little interception bug. It seemed like every, uh, for like a week, every day he was getting picked off by somebody. Um, some weren't his fault, some were the receiver's fault, um, and some was just the defense balling out. So, um, Carson, I'm confident, man. Uh, what do we say, 45 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, something mm-hmm. like that? Because um, he averages 7 interceptions since he's been in the league, no more than 7. Uh, and walk it to him wins, man. Yeah, I got I got confidence in Carson. I'm not worried about Carson. When Carson's on the field, he's all he's always bald. Definitely. Uh there's no reason for me to be worried about Carson. We got the Carson gear on today. You Carson's got the jersey, Carson. I got the t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Carson's Carson, so I'm not worried about him. Definitely um, not. Trinity Camp performance has been good, not great. Yeah. But uh he knows that. I'd rather him get all these interceptions out now than in the regular season. Exactly. So. And we're going to talk, man, this QB2 battle, Jalen Hurts and Nate Sutfeld. Okay. I think Jalen Hurts is taking a lead on him. Now, I don't think I don't know if Doug Peterson – I think Doug Peterson might still give it to Nate Sutfeld. But Jalen Hurts has been balling. All right, let me give you the stats, man. Jalen Hurts, uh, 109 reps, 19 touchdowns, 16.5% of snaps, best out of all three QBs. Balling. Balling. Now – Good old Nate Sudfeld, 
127 reps, three interceptions throughout the whole camp, and that's the lowest out of all three QBs. So when they suck, though, he's being safe with the ball. He's being safe with the ball. Game manager. Yeah. Kind of Nick, Nick Folesian. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of Nick Folesian his, you think uh, about it. His two out of the three interceptions, though, I remember because I put it on the podcast Instagram, were uh, from linebackers. I think it was TJ Edwards and maybe Nate Gary. So Nate Gary got a good Nate Gary's a good coverage backer. He got picked up by some linebackers. Nate Gary's a good coverage backer though. Yeah, he's only thrown three. He, he used to be a safety now. Yeah. He used to be a safety. They got like Nate Gary, man. I just I he he's just undersized. The, he calls himself the white mom. He, he's undersized. He got a um he's, he, he's one of those effort players. Yeah, he's, he's one of them effort players, you know. That's what got I like him, him the starting position last season. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think oh, I think all three quarterbacks are doing good. But I think Jalen Hurst is really he, he looks hey, real good. Nate, Nate That's why I need you to trade me him on the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, nah, the way these injuries been happening in these games, I'm I need you to trade lately. me him on the franchise. Yeah. Him, man. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna trade him. I need him. You, you need him. You got Big Ben right now. You'll be okay for. Uh, I need a successor. A, hey, you got a, a. I need a successor, you man. You got a season or two left. <laughs> yeah, man. But nah, man, I like I like I like all the quarterbacks right now. I think that the quarterbacks are performing great. Yeah, and like I'm let's go ahead and get into this next position because I think this is the position. You know, it's crazy. This position was our biggest hole last year, and I think it's been the biggest plus throughout training camp. The wide receivers, wide receivers have been looking great, mm-hmm. top to bottom. They definitely they've been looking great. Like it's night and day between last year and this year with these wide receivers and the way they've been performing. Mm-hmm. I'm loving what I'm seeing. Jalen Rieger, baller. baller. He showed it. Hightower is a... Now, I'm going to tell y'all something. I think Hightower might be the best receiver we drafted in this draft. And that's not being disrespectful to Jalen Rieger because I think Jalen Rieger is nasty too. Should I pull the stats but out? I, go ahead, pull them out. Should Drop I them. pull the stats Go out? ahead. All right. Drop the Bree bombs. Hightower, <laughs> six touchdowns on only 15 catches. Second most out of wide receivers, and the most out of the rookie wide receivers. He got that. He got that boom ability. I that might have boom. to take him in fantasy. That, All the way at the gone, back man. of the draft last round, I might take him. <laughs> you're gone. Yeah, he he got. Yeah, he got Def, that big play. Definitely not man. letting him get off my hands in Madden. And his his route running. His his route running is official. Something. His vicious. route running is official, man. His route running is official. I mean, I seen him beat Darius Slay on a play. Mm-hmm. So. That's that's impressive. Yeah, that's that's impressive. That's impressive, man. Um, I'm, I'm JJ Arcega Whiteside. I'm getting excited about him. Yeah, um, I'm not going to lie. I'm getting excited about him. I was down on him, but I'm getting excited about yeah, him. Yeah, first I was down because he. I think he missed a, the first couple of days. He had some kind of injury, but since he's been back, he's he's been balling. Yeah, he on it. He's been balling. If we can get those, um, remember that catch he made against Dallas on the first drive. Of the, uh, oh yeah, of the yeah. Yep. We can get those vibes, and and what he's been doing in camp that. throughout the season. And with that, I I'm love sorry. the fact that he I'm came sorry, in Al ripped Sean. up. Like, <laughs> he can be gone, you seen him? He came in ripped, ripped. up, like mm. ripped, like ready to go. Uh, back to these these wide receivers though, and these stats uh, with how with camp. Greg Ward leads all receivers in catches with twenty seven. He's got four touchdowns, which is third most. Um, the Eagles 
recently, today actually, they cut uh, Deontay Burnett. He had uh, 24 catches on 27 targets caught. Uh, I think his percentage was 88%. Um, Zach Ertz leads all teams in targets, or leads the team in targets with 38. And um, he's got seven touchdowns, and he has not dropped a pass all camp. Impressive, man. Uh, Deshaun Jackson has five touchdowns on 21 targets. Um, I was really, really, really hoping that Jalen Rieger didn't get hurt. Yeah, that hurt. Because that hurt me. I was really excited to see that. That won't hurt doing. me, man. But he was balling out when he was out there with Carson. I, they had some great chemistry, especially down in the red zone. Yeah, man, that one, it got me, got me mad, man. Not going to lie. But my thing, too, on this um, Jalen Rieger thing is they said he popped his shoulder out. This is my thing. I get it. We want to see him play bad. Because he a rookie. Yeah. Now, the history of dislocating a shoulder, for those of you that don't know, when you dislocate your shoulder and it pops back in, if you don't get that surgery done, that shoulder's going to keep popping out on you. I know two. I got two friends who both dislocated their shoulder. Uh, my one friend, Kendi, he dislocated his. He got the surgery done. Didn't have no problems for it. Took him about a year to recover, but hadn't had no problems for my guy. My other cousin... I mean, my, Kendi's not my cousin. Kendi's my friend. My cousin, Trey Sean, he popped his shoulder out. He didn't get the surgery right away. He had trouble with it for years. And it got, it got, it got worse. And then he finally got the surgery done. And now he's good. Now, what I want the Eagles to do is if this man needs surgery, do not put him on the field this year just because you want to see him play that bad. You want to get him on the field that bad. I get it, Howie. Picks haven't worked out for you in the past. People are coming at you for having busts and stuff. The last thing you want is for Rigo to have to miss out on his rookie year because he had to get a surgery. But the fact of the matter is, is if you're looking at the long-term success of this team, if that man needs to get surgery done on that shoulder, get the surgery done, let him sit out a year. Yeah. I don't care. Because what I don't want to happen is we bring him back and then we just make the injury worse. And then... You, we we mess a career up. We destroy a career for something that could have easily been avoided by just giving that man his surgery. And I've been talking about this with a lot of people. I I hope he don't need the surgery. But if he needs the surgery, I hope the Eagles aren't being dumb and trying to rehab it when he's just going. And then he comes back and hurts it again. Yeah. And then now we're in the same situation like last year with Deshaun Jackson when he could have just got the surgery, but you wanted to rehab it. Yep. And then he came back and got hurt. Yep. That's what I don't want to happen. So, if that man needs the surgery, give him the surgery. Yeah, yeah. let him get the give surgery. Give him the surgery. I, I, could, I could do a year without. Let, let Hightower shine. And then next year is Riga turn. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I'm, I'm fine we, with that. You still got Quez Watkins, too, who's, who's been performing in camp. Yep. Uh, I don't think he's got as much opportunity as Hightower, but he's definitely uh, someone to look out for. Um, he hasn't been cut yet, so he's definitely somebody to look at. Yeah, for. I don't think they cutting him. Yeah, I don't. I don't see them cutting him. Yeah. Um, as far as the running backs in camp, though, um, Miles Sanders obviously he's injured. He's only had nine carries throughout this whole camp. Boston Scott had fifteen carries. Uh, most of them were with the first team. Um, 
Corey Clement led all backs with 25 carries. Uh, he only had five of those with the second team. And um, I think Elijah Holyfield, who the Eagles also cut today, he had 35 carries. But since he's no longer on the team, he doesn't lead all backs. Yeah, with, I was surprised they let him go. Yeah. That one surprised me. I thought he was someone we was gonna keep. Yeah, he most of his his uh reps were with first and second team too. So I was I was surprised that we we didn't keep him. But we're pretty deep at uh running back. I I really I've been liking what I see out of Corey Clement this this camp. Uh, he's bringing me those 2017 vibes. He done bulked up a little, um, and I think the Eagles like what they they've been seeing from him as well. So. We still got Boston Scott. We know what he can do. And then Miles is going to be the lead horse. We heard it come out of Doug Peterson's mouth. So, Yeah, man. Miles is going to be Miles. Miles is going to be Miles. Now let's talk about this offensive line. <laughs> that sound right there said it all. Now, I know a couple weeks ago when we were talking about the offensive line, we were both high and very confident on it. And um, I'm a little, I'm a little worried now. Yeah. Um, we were all really high on Dillard. We thought he was going to come out, be that first-round draft pick that we took him at. And it needs to be said, I'm going to say it, Andre Dillard is soft. I'm talking uh, Charmin Ultra. Charmin <laughs> Ultra. I, like, you, he got manhandled by uh, Joe Alsman. He got manhandled by um, Josh Sweat. He he almost landed on, on Carson's leg and, and injured him. We all know when an offensive lineman lands on their quarterback's legs, it's a scary it's sight. It's not a good look. It's not good. Uh, damage can be done. Uh, I mean, just think of Carson Palmer. Um, it's just... This offensive line, man, what are we going to do at tackle now? Do we move JP back? Uh, do we put Mylotta over there? Um, like, what, what are we going to do, Willie? That's what makes me nervous. When I said earlier in the show I am a little nervous, it's one spot in particular that's making me a little nervous. And it's the O-line. I mean, <laughs> like... This is all these injuries, man. These injuries are killing us. And I don't even know if I was feeling Dillard even before the injury. I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing that he got hurt. Yeah. Cause I don't know. Even even with Dillard, if he was in there, if you're getting manhandled by Josh Sweat and, and Joe uh, Olsman, who is like barely sees the field, what do you think Chase Young is going to do to you? And all these other uh, Pro Bowl... Uh, rush ins and like we played the Steelers this season with TJ Watt was gonna have a field day uh, a, a field day they were just gonna line him up on whatever side Dillard was on cause they know Lane Johnson's gonna lock that that stuff up so yeah man I'm worried cause we got some we got some tough D lines yeah. to go against this year and that's Carson's blind side yeah Carson could very well be under siege this year man he Boy. could He's going to have to pull that Houdini out. Yeah, he's definitely going <laughs> to gonna have to pull the Houdini out, man. Because this, this is O-line. The O-line ain't looking good. It's it's not. 
It is not looking good. Now, we could go ahead and flip Sidney Jones for something. Hey, I'm I with hope it. we can. Send Sidney Jones in a pick or something. Get something. Send Alshon in a pick or something. We I say man. we go after Joe Thunny from the Patriots still. We need something. Send Sidney Jones, fifth round pick. Get Thunny. Put Peters back at left tackle all of a sudden. Yeah, then I'm we're going to have to pay him. Because that's the main issue with him in New England right well, now. You know, he's not getting paid. Oh, Thunny. Yeah. We could pay Thunny. He's he's solid. Yeah, he, he's solid. but and we Because even if, when, when, when Brooks come back, we can move him around. If the Patriots ain't even trying to give that man the money, he must be asking for something ridiculous. I don't know, but Bill Belichick, he... Bill Belichick been known to let some go. Yeah, but... Bill Belichick don't care. <laughs> Billy B, man, he yeah. don't care. He a savage. That, that is true. That is true. He let Tom Brady go. They just, they, well, I think Tom wanted to leave. Yeah, but Tom wanted but to leave because he wanted to trade his he, ass when he had Jimmy G. He, yeah, that too. They just released uh, Muhammad Sanu also, who they gave up. Didn't they give up a first round? They gave up a They released a Muhammad? First, yeah, they re- released Muhammad Sanu. Oh, man. I think yesterday. Bill Belichick. Yeah. Bill Bill Belichick don't care. Bill Belichick is a savage. He really don't care. I, I bet you if Cam Newton wasn't performing in camp, he'd be releasing. <laughs> he's talking high on him, though. Yeah, he, he's been talking high because he's been doing his thing. I'm glad also that he's he's letting him be himself. You see him yeah. dancing around in practice and being Cam. Got so, to. That, that's good. All right, so let's get into the defense, man. We we talk about the offense. Let's get into the defense. What's the what's the vibes on the secondary? I'm liking the energy. I like the secondary too. I'm liking the energy. I think um, it's there this year. I'm gonna take what Darius Slay, Slay said, and he said pretty much he likes the secondary. Um, he loves the swag and energy that they have, and he feels like it's gonna be a good season. I like how they've been playing the ball, and they haven't been getting burnt every play. They have been. Uh, Roby Coleman has been breaking some passes up a lot, actually. A few on Deshaun Jackson. Slay's been doing his thing. Yeah, there, there's those videos out there where Deshaun Jackson did him dirty on a couple route runs. But that's d But that's d and, and this is the thing. And, and Darius Slay even said himself he hasn't been on the field in like four or five months. This is so. this is my thing. This is my thing. I, the secondary and the receivers are my two favorite positions so far in camp. Because they help Because they've both better. been performing. Yeah. And they've been battling. I've seen great plays from both sides. Both sides. And they help each other get better. That's the competition that we need. When mm-hmm. we have young wide receivers going up against elite corners like Darius Slay, they're only learning the defense better. Because they're going to pick each other's brain and say, all right, so when I see this, I know I can do this against this defensive back. And it's the same. It's vice versa with the DBs. When they're soaking game with Deshaun Jackson and other receivers, like, all right, when I see the receiver do this, he might try to do this when I press him this way or something like that. I love this competition because we're only helping each other get better. And they got my boy Maddox starting. Yes. I like it, man. We, got called, Maddox. It. we called it, though. You got Maddox, Coleman, and, um, and, sl- and, and slay, yeah. and then you got, and then you got over the top. You got McLeod, mm-hmm. and you got um, Mills, yep. and you also got Kavon Wallace. He gonna get some work in there. And before Will he got Parks hurt, is out Will for a couple Parks, weeks. Yeah. Will Parks was balling though. He was, and, and, I and like, Kavon's been balling. And I like his energy. Everybody's been speaking high on Kavon Wallace, which I love. But I love Will Parks' energy. 
Um, he's playing for his hometown team, so he's already bringing that energy. But he's just, just seeing him around the field, like he, he's not afraid to help anyone out. He's always working with the younger players, whether they're on offense or defense. And I just love his intensity and love for the game. He he's definitely a baller. Definitely a baller. Definitely. All right. So let's go ahead and um, get into this linebacker group. What's, what's what you feeling with them? I think they I think they've been solid. I think they haven't been like. Um, I won't say I'm overly impressed with them, but they they haven't been the weakness that people thought they were going to yeah, be. So you they, know, they definitely haven't. Um. I'm really high on TJ Edwards. I was when we signed him as an undrafted free agent. I told everyone in the group chat, hey, look out for TJ Edwards. Um, I feel like Nathan Gary is, is going to do his thing. Duke Riley has been showing some flashes. Uh, Jim Schwartz said he's, since he this is his first full offseason with the team and he's not, you know, just coming in uh, after a couple weeks after the season has already started because we traded for him last season. He now knows the defense. Uh, most of our linebackers are great, great special teams players, so that's gonna help out. But like I, like I've said on previous shows, um, I really don't see us ever having three linebackers on the field unless it comes to that situational football, just because of the passing league that the NFL is turning into now. And so I feel like we're gonna be in a lot of nickel, um, where you're not gonna have as many linebackers on the field. Yeah. Yeah, I like. I, I so think. I as, think they're fine. As worried as everyone is because we don't have big names, let me just remind everybody: the Eagles really have never had big name linebackers. Most um, definitely. Besides Jeremiah Trotter. Besides Jeremiah Trotter, and Seth Joyner. Then um, look, look, the live about to go out. Before y'all go, out, I just want to give a shout out to everybody that tuned in on the live. We appreciate the support. Much love to y'all. Definitely. Definitely. Then uh, we we gonna go ahead and get into this last segment right here with the D line because we actually got about four minutes left in the show right now as well. So let's go ahead and get into this last segment. What you feeling on the D line? Um, I like what they've been showing. Um, it seems like they they get like four or five sacks of practice, and this is early in the practice. So um, I'm liking the intensity. Um, I'm really high on our linebacker. Our, not our linebacker, our defensive line. We got the depth. Um, when Javon Hargrave come back healthy, we got him, Malik Jackson, Fletcher Cox. Um, we already know what Brandon Graham can do. Um, Josh Sweat has been doing what Josh Sweat does. He's got that similar to Davion Clowney build, which I love. Uh, we brought back Vinnie Curry. We know what Vinnie Curry can do. Um, we know what Javar Avery can do. So I'm I'm really high on the D line. Um, it's exciting, and I can't wait. Yeah. So you know, I'm high on the D line. Of course, the D line already knew they was going down. The D line dominates every year. Every We're, year, our D line is like that. We got them dogs. And what, what did I say before? I told y'all we got the best D line in the league. I don't care what nobody say. You match us up against any team D line. I'm taking us. I'm taking my guys over anybody. I don't care what team it is. I'm taking my guys over them. Cause we do this. That that's what we do. We we do the D line, and that's one thing about the Philadelphia Eagles that ain't gonna ever change. So you know, big ups on them. They've been balling. Um, maybe the O line ain't as bad as we think they is, and they just can't handle our D line. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. In all uh, honesty, hopefully that's what it is. 
But um, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this episode up. Um, we are happy to be back. You know, it feel like it's been a long while since that last episode. Yeah. But we back, man, and season is starting in 10 days, and it's right here. It's time to go, baby. It's time to go. You already know. So let Breon go ahead and get his last couple words in, and then hey. we're going to be out for this episode. Like always, man, fly equals fly. Dallas sucks. And make sure you guys let us know on our social media page if you guys want us to uh, record live on Instagram while we're recording uh, because this it was a great experience uh, this week and yeah, man, let I'm us just know happy if that's something back. y'all want to keep doing, man. I'm just happy to be back. Um, it's season two. Let's go. Season in ten days, baby. Season in ten days. Season in Deshaun Jackson days, bro. Let's get it. Fly Eagles, fly. We Washington out, baby. About to catch this L. They're catching the L week one. What's the what's the record? Cooking up hot L's. What's the record? We'll be going this year. 13 and 3. I'll 13 give us 13 and 3. 13 and 3. 12 and 4 on a 12 bad and 4. day. Let's go. Fly Eagles Fly. Bird Talk Podcast out.